Thanks a lot for joining us and welcome to episode 7 of Pop Culture Rush. I'm Christian De Bono. And I'm Neville Bedzina. Um, we're basically going back to our previous uh, format of discussing uh, two or three different things from the pop culture world. And to start, we're going to start uh, a little bit with uh, discussing a video game which is uh, across platforms. Um, Little Nightmares, Little Nightmares 1 and 2. There are two uh, iterations of the game. And we're both playing, uh, or we both played Little Nightmares. Neville, do you want to start to tell us a little bit? Sure, sure. Uh, This was more your suggestion, so you're more versed in it than me. But I'm loving it. I'm still playing through the first one. Really looking forward to the DLC because everyone's raving about it um, I had avoided it a bit because I usually avoid these types of games so it's side-scrolling puzzle platforming game um, with a very creepy atmosphere um, which I like uh, but I prefer to play it at night in fact for that reason so I get immersed um, but yeah so far it's it's quite interesting uh, it reminds me a lot of other games that I played uh, Inside and Limbo in particular has a yeah, very distinct yeah. art style um, it's not very difficult so far um, I got stuck in a couple of rooms where I couldn't see or understand what to do but you know the game sort of leads you on um, mm-hmm. it yeah, happened so to me as well a couple of times it's a cute but scary little game and with the second one out seem to have exploded on everyone's radar mm-hmm. I, uh, what I really like about this game is that rather than focusing on killing or beating up enemies, the focus many times is staying hidden from the enemy which um, which I love about the game, you know, so you really have to hide under a chair or under a cupboard, um, in the furniture, on top of furniture, behind things. So that is really cool. This is something that I really, really like about this game. It has an amazing soundtrack. Um, I, I did purchase the special edition, uh, the collector's edition of Little Nightmares 2, which comes also with a CD of the soundtrack. Um, so I do find the soundtrack adds substantially to the eerie atmosphere as well. Absolutely, you showed me the box as well, and we have to post a photo on our Facebook because it's yeah, we will. It's a thing of beauty. <laughs> yeah, and this was a very affordable uh, price, to be honest. Um, it has. What did you like, get with it? Uh, so I got the soundtrack. I got a little diorama of the two characters the two main characters of the game. Um, There's a a little booklet with sketches um, of um, and and design uh, of of, of the characters of the game. There's some stickers as well. Um, The soundtrack is in a metal box. The game itself, of course. Um, And I think there was also a a couple of download codes for some uh, items inside the game. What I'm interested in learning more is about the lore of this uh, Pale City. Uh, The story is quite minimal so far. Um, I've only played like two or three hours of the first game. 
Um, but can you tell me a little bit, like? I mean, I the story is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story is very, very minimal. So it's no spoilers, of course. But uh-huh. I mean, there's not much to tell, really. I mean, you 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 do get an, a, a minimal impression, you know, and that's why I feel the name is a good reflection of the game, you know, because in fact, when you're hiding an- under a cupboard. It made me remember when I was a little kid, like the character, and I uh-huh. used to be scared. And it is, you know, it, it has that feel of a nightmare that you know that there's this big evil uh, enemy chasing you, but in the end, um, the story is not super detailed, you know, or it, it, it's more of an impression of a story, I find. Which, which I'm fine with, you know, in a way. We, we get a lot of video games with super detailed stories and lore. Uh, I find Little Nightmares has this subtle story. And it's more about the um, horror impression that, 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 that you get while trying to escape or trying to hide from the enemies, you know. So it's not so much about story, really. Although there is a, a, a little story there, you know. Okay, I mean that's what I'm getting as well. It's it's sort of a mood setter. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, definitely recommend Little Nightmares. I think it's uh, available on most gaming platforms, isn't it? I I played it on the Nintendo Switch. I think you've played it on the PS. Yeah, I'm playing it on the PlayStation Four. Um, I had downloaded the demo, which is free, um, and then I bought the game. Right now, there's a sale on uh, the spring sale on the PlayStation Store. So, if anyone wants to get the, uh, both of the games together, uh, they're at a discounted price, and it includes the DLC, which, as I mentioned, uh, you hyped up, and a lot of other people are saying that uh, you know. Yes, the DLC of the first game is really good. It's it adds a bit really to the to the story in a way um, but subtly you know so you can play one without the other but it does um, and and there's an amazing twist which um, hits you really really hard <laughs> mm. okay um, yeah what can I say so far I'm enjoying it I'm playing it parallel to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard for the first time, so there are some... That's a lot of creepiness. Yeah. (laughs) And also a lot of hiding from enemies patrolling so they don't see you. Mm -hmm. Um, My only criticism is a bit it's it's length, you know, like I felt the second game, I finished it too soon, but maybe that's because I was enjoying it so much, you know, that... Um, I wanted more, kind of. Maybe it's one of those games that is very replayable. Some games are short, but you can replay them and you get... The the second game especially has some replayability. Like, there's there's something at the end which you will only get if you found certain items. So there is Mm, mm, mm. um, scope for replayability. Cool. So... Everyone gets little nightmares, basically. Yeah. And yeah, it will definitely. give you nightmares. Uh, certainly my partner um, has told me not to play it when she's in the room. Uh, she gets influenced <laughs> by 
the sort of visual, uh, especially the creepy dolls and yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so our next uh, discussion is on one of the most famous comics ever made, Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. In my opinion, it's one of the big it's one of the big big comics ever made okay um what do you think neville so i'm actually again currently in the process of exploring this i I, even comic is not enough to describe it it's a masterpiece um graphic novel it includes yeah it uses the comic format but also there are sections with written text which i was not expecting um the first time I heard about Watchmen was 2009 when the Zack Snyder movie came out and uh, I finally bought the actual collected graphic novel because I think originally they were published as a series but I have the collected edition and I think so do you right yes yes I have the collected edition the as well book with uh, yeah yeah so the writer is Alan Moore and the illustrator is Dave Gibbons um, I believe right yes yes I mean Alan Moore is, is really good at creating a very detailed world, I find. Um, and also at surprising you um, with, with twists. But w- w- what I really like is the rich backstory that he creates um, in the world and for the world. Yeah, the world building is so natural. Um, you really buy this society that actually has superheroes but in a realistic way so it portrays heroes as if they would what if heroes were real like but who would dress up in funny costumes and fight crime what is the psychology behind these people and by exploring them you you realize they're pretty broken people Um, (laughs) plus um, the movie actually didn't go into detail that much about the characters like you said but it kept the general plot. Um, it's, it's a noir mystery. There's murders. Mm-hmm. Um, old heroes are being killed. And one of the watchmen is trying to figure out what's happening. And superheroes, apart from uh, Dr. Manhattan, are, are outlawed as well. Okay. I got that impression. But as I said, I'm still reading through it. And you get the world building through like bits of newspapers and journals. And so, yeah, it seems that they're outlawed at this point. But prior to that, no, no, prior they they were very active. Let's say, um, um, yeah, it's and the I mean, 1980s as well, right? Mm-hmm, like there's the Red Scare, the Cold War. Hanging I love the it. artwork as well. I mean, I love that you know, in a lot of um, in a lot of scenes, you have the city. Uh, depict it as well, you know. I I love that, and um, many times some characters are are sort of drawn uh, from f- like the focus is from a corner, you know, where there's mm-hmm. an object. Um, I love that, you know, that that attention to detail. I'm flipping um, through it until where I read so far, in fact, and you have to mm-hmm. spread like a whole page of Doctor Manhattan just walking surrounded like a giant blue man 
<laughs> big mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, underpants and there's explosions around him. I think it's Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Very distinctive art style for sure. Yes, yes, yes. And um, there is also, we have to mention that there is also a comic within the comic um, which focuses on pirates and uh, shipwreck. Um, which is also very um, special, I find, you know, with Watchmen. Is it the comic which first inspires one of the previous co- um, superheroes to take up? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Night Owl, right? Because there, first there was the Minuteman, and now there's the Watchmen, and those were banned. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think with the movie adaptation, we have to remark that the writer did not agree with his work becoming a movie, which is uh, understandable, you know? He felt that his work was made for a comic book, and he didn't agree that it it became uh, a movie. Having said that, um, I do like the adaptation, personally the movie adaptation and I find it uh, pretty faithful on a visual level of course uh, you can't have everything that the comic has and maybe that's one reason why Alan doesn't want the the Watchmen to become or didn't want Watchmen to become a movie you know theoretically it would have made a great series though um but also it's very hard to adapt I found it interesting what HBO did with the recent series that came out I think 2019 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it was a like sort a of continuation yeah a continuation to the um, I, I, I did enjoy it I must say um, uh, although yeah it's, a, it's a co- almost a completely different story you know mm-hmm and back to the movie, as I said, it was directed by Zack Snyder. Um, it was my first Zack Snyder movie. Um, no, actually, second, because I watched the hundred first. Um, I didn't know that the ending was different. Um, I got spoiled on the ending by, you know, going online and reading discussions on the movie. So I know there's been a, a couple of changes, but I really love it. Like, I love that movie. It's really over the top. It's very Zack Snyder. And I can see why DC, which I guess Watchmen is within the the DC universe now, especially after Rebirth. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It makes sense why Warner Brothers picked him, I think, based on that movie to create a DC universe set of films. So this brings me to the recently released... Um, by HBO Max, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice Justice League. Um, so yeah, a few years ago in 2017, um, Zack Snyder, prior to that date, had been working on the movie, but because of a loss in his family, he had to um, leave the the working on the movie, and the the movie found a new director in uh, Josh uh, Whedon, and yeah, I mean, the Justice League came out, it was heavily criticized, and it wasn't as successful as I think fans also wanted it to be. And 
of course, um, J Zack Snyder remarked that the finished movie that was published um, was not a reflection of what his intention was for, for the story. Yeah, um, which brings us to the hype machine. Um, the release the Snyder Cut movement started online and became a trending hashtag. There was a lot of pressure and uh, obviously Warner Media bought HBO and um, they launched HBO Max to compete with Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu. So they needed something big and they decided to yes let's let's actually release let's give 70 million to Zack Snyder to finish his vision um, he, he used that to finish some scenes and he released it as a four-hour movie um, and I was so hyped like I remember like, I dedicated an entire weekend to it I watched Man of Steel and then um, Batman v Superman in the run-up so it was like watching a massive, massive um, series. One mm -hmm. movie a day. Mm -hmm. And the, the final results? Pretty good. I really enjoyed I it. Mean, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, of course, it's not something that would have been realistically shown in the cinemas, I feel. You know, it was overly long. Um, and there were some scenes, in my opinion, that were um, not necessary, you know, like the the villagers singing when Aquaman is leaving the village you know there were some um, really long scenes uh, yeah, with the uh -huh, over the top and there was also the there was also some scenes yeah I, I felt maybe with the flesh which were a bit too long what do you think are you talking about the the introduction scene of Barry Allen? The, the introduction. The, I know some people criticized it. Uh, the introduction, but also at the end when he's going in circles. I mean, I felt it could have been. It it wasn't necessary to, to for it to have it so long. Having said that, though, one of the great things of the Snyder Cut, uh, which which I felt really was underwhelming in the uh, um, original Josh Whedon uh, movie, was the depiction of Cyborg. I felt um, the the Snyder Cut did more justice to the character and to his story and the exposition, you know from uh, becoming uh, who he is to his relationship with his father and how his father helps them as well find where um, Steppenwolf is, is holding base, you know? I felt yeah. that was uh, that was really well executed. Yeah, I mean, I think the characters that... The character that benefited most was definitely uh, Ray Fisher's cyborg uh, with this new cut. As you're saying, the the backstory was uh, he actually had a character arc. While in the original uh, Justice League, as they're calling it, um, it was just basically a background character. Um, but yeah, I personally, to go back to the Flash, I love the Flash uh, scenes. I'm a big fan of the character. I have a bunch of comics. Um, I used to love the CW series before it, you know, didn't um, stay uh, good at all. But, you know, every scene with the flesh in it 
especially you know the introduction when he's saving Iris, his future wife. Um, I like the humor at first. I was like, why is he picking a sausage? And then had a great payoff as it was a snack for his job interview <laughs> with the dog, uh, dog shop. Yeah, some people were a bit put off by that. I mean, I wasn't put off. Of <laughs> I mean, I wasn't put off by that. I just thought it was maybe a bit too long. But I, was, I mean, yeah, it makes sense in the end why he's picking up the sausages. You I know, mean... Feeding them to the dogs. It was perfect from my perspective with this with the song choice. So overall, even even in this movie, the, the song choices were really strong. Um, there was that rock riff that I wasn't a fan of, um, used in certain places, like when they're saving the hostages and the tunnels. But that particular scene with Iris and Barry. It really hit the spot for me. Um, and I'm really excited. I think they just announced the logo for the new movie with the Flash. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the plan is to use the Flash to reboot the DCEU um, with the Flashpoint Paradox. So I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah. Um, I really liked that they um, included Dark Side. Personally, I yeah. found that a, was a, a good you. choice. And I loved the stepped up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as a villain, that battle with the Amazons was super cool. Yeah, the battle and scenes felt very Lord of the Ringsish. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you, you know, it reminded me of Three Hundred a bit. That scene with Steppenwolf fighting the Amazons. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and. Yeah, I love the ending as well, which maybe we shouldn't spoil too much, but... The alternate timeline? Well, before that, um, what happens with Steppenwolf and Darkseid, you know? But yeah, the the alternative timeline, personally, there were some people also put off by that. Personally, I would love to see that that, um, timeline, you know, in a movie. And I, I do feel it's a shame, you know? seeing Batman working with the Joker, you know, um, and uh, working with, um, who else did we have? It was uh, Joker, Deadshot, which is also an enemy of Batman. Uh, We also had Mira, and also uh, the Flash, which looks very different in this timeline. That's because he's wearing his time travel suit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, it it would have been, I feel good to see that iteration, you know, of 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 this DC yeah. world. It's a shame. Um, so Zack Snyder actually released his plan for the next two movies, um, and it it looks like that 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 movie that will never happen would have been the nightmare scenario with. Uh, Superman submitting to Darkseid's anti-life equation and uh, basically the end of the world and Batman uh, teaming up with a Rekta group to undo the mistake uh, when apparently uh, Lois Lane dies in this timeline and that's why um, Barry Allen showed up in Batman v Superman as a vision to Bruce Wayne because of time travel. I mean, it's fun to speculate, um, but yeah, um, DC are moving on, 
um, and uh, we have to be happy with what we got yeah yeah I mean I'm happy we did at least get this you know and the chance to get uh, his vision <laughs> what yeah. else stood out for you from this cut um, I mean the Superman black suit yeah that was really cool I love that was an easter and for fans yeah I, I didn't really like the scene of Martian man disguising as Superman's uh, mother that I, I found a bit it did undermine the emotion of the previous scene when Martha turned out to be John John <laughs> that's what it yeah 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 um, yeah but it made a lot of fans happy I guess um, you know I think originally it was meant to be uh, because he shows up at the end again I think it was meant to be Green Lanterns mm-hmm, show up mm-hmm. um, but it was changed mm-hmm. I like the scene with uh, Wonder Woman as well um, going to the temple and sort of finding the evidence of the ancient war I, I really liked that archaeological moment mm-hmm. Tomb Raider style yeah yeah exactly exactly um speaking of wonder woman what did you think of like the way she stopped the bank robbery and the original they sort of just cut it very short but in this you can actually see people's heads smashing against the wall and, like, yeah i mean blood everywhere. Uh, from what i've heard I, I still haven't watched wonder woman 1984 i know i'm a bit late to the party and i need to watch it but I got the impression that this version of Wonder Woman that appears in the Snyder Cut is a little bit closer to the Wonder Woman 1984. Mm. Closer? In the sense, even when she throws the bomb, she almost flies out of the um, building. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but... Which a lot of people complained had we hadn't seen before Wonder Woman 1984. You know, mm, okay. I think you're reading a lot of people who nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a great scene, honestly. Um, it was much more violent than what Patty Jenkins. I I didn't mind. I liked it actually. I I love so. it. Fucking love it. <laughs> um, and you get the little girl at the end asking, "Can I be like you? You can be whatever you want." You know that classic super friends inspirational Justice League <laughs> um, and I like that you see Batfleck um, can I be a murderer like you <laughs> um, yeah and Batfleck you know um, Ben Affleck's Batman re- uh, re- takes a step back he stops being so dark and uh, violent he becomes more hopeful which completes his character arc from Batman v Superman he actually says that he has faith now in humanity and uh, he reopens the Wayne Manor as the potential Hall of Justice and as a DC mm-hmm. fan that was also like a geeky geek out moment cool yeah um, I think that's all about Z- uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or else we will be talking about it for longer yeah I mean actually. there's we can go on for another hour you know but we of course are four in slow motion <laughs> <laughs> and black and white <laughs> and black and white <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, what are you looking forward to uh, in terms of comics, video games, movies, series? Looking forward to the finale of um, another superhero show, um, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. okay. Which should be airing. Um, so today is the 22nd of April, so it should be airing tomorrow, I believe. Uh, I, probably it will have been aired by the time we publish mm-hmm. this. I'm not watching, but I've heard that fans are wondering whether the original uh, Captain America will feature. Mm, I don't really follow uh, the fan discourse, but yeah, it's it's a valid question, I guess, and also a bit of a silly question <laughs> because you know Chris Evans, the actor is not associated anymore with Marvel. Uh, he retired from the role, so... But he could make a cameo, no? He's, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. Mm-hmm. If he does, he does. Um, if he doesn't, you know. But it's been a really good uh, series so far uh, to follow up Division. so I'm looking forward to the end of it. Um, right now, I can't think of anything else I'm looking forward to, to be honest. Mm. I'm really looking forward to this weekend because we have the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out, which I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, uh, you sent me a billion links, trailers. I think they they released the first scene with Sub-Zero versus... What's really funny is that I don't even play the the latest video game, you know? But it's just something... Yeah, it's just a game, a, a, a beat em up game that we used to play when early 90s, you know, when we were kids, you know. Probably we shouldn't have been allowed to play it. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm also a fan of the 1995 movie, the first one. The second one is not really good. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this version. It looks really well made, to be honest. It has that. It has that. There was a lot of effort made to use real martial artists, um, or a substantial number of actors having martial art experience, which is really cool. There's consistency in depicting the characters, I feel. Um, and still, the movie has that sort of B movie feel to it, you know, with gushing blood. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, I guess I'll watch it, just for curiosity. Um, I'm not well versed in Mortal Kombat lore. I'm not sure who all the characters are. I know Sub Zero, Scorpion, a um, couple of others. I think the movie is going to give quite a bit of uh, importance to Sub Zero and and um, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. So. That is cool, and they all, they're also introducing a new character, um, which has not appeared so far in the games. So that's also quite cool, I, I think. Sort of respecting sort of the older characters, but also giving us a new character, you know? Who will probably end up in the games. Actually, I'm not quite sure what, the, what relationship there is between the producers of the game and and the movie so i i wonder i wonder whether you know how it is nowadays with rights 
Sometimes mm. a company sells rights and then... Except, is this the same one which had Robocop and the Terminator, the latest game? Yes, yes, oh, okay. it does. But they're not like original Mortal Kombat character. No, no, but I mean, in the in the in, in a lot of beat 'em ups nowadays, you get these extra characters, you know, which come from a bit from the wider pop culture, you know. The wider pop culture world is waiting. So, speaking of which, I think that's it for today. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks cool. everyone, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, uh, where we post the latest episodes and uh, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast